to go back and to take a look at what is truly important to us, what our core is, what, what we believe in. And one of the things that we believe in, one of the things that we as a church are committed to, is we are committed to Scripture. Now, the big question is, well, why? You know, why is it that we find the Bible to be so important? What is it that we find to be so big about the Bible? Now, there's no doubt that the Bible is highly viewed or highly valued. I saw a stat that said between 1815 and 1975, there were 2.5 billion copies of the Bible made. Uh, that has even doubled to this day. There's over 5 billion copies of the Bible. 42% of Americans believe that the Bible is the literal word of God. And yet what's interesting about it is as much as we say we value the Bible, very few people actually take time to look at it. Very few of us take time to, to see what the literal, supposedly the literal word of God has to say to our lives. We say we believe it's God's word, and yet many people don't even look at it. So, so what is the Bible? Well, the Bible is, uh, as you guys know, we'll do a little test here, it's divided into two major sections. You know what they are? Yes, y'all be confident. Yes, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, anybody know how many books in the Bible there are in the Old Testament? Uh, this is a tough one. 30, 39, the New Testament, there's 27. The Bible's written over a 1,500-year uh, period of time. And what's really interesting is that it was written over that long of a period of time, and yet there was a great continuity in Scripture. Okay, so it's good to know what's the Bible about. Now, why is it that we find the Bible to be so important? What is it that we look at the Bible and we say that we value the Bible? Well, look with me in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16, and one of the things that we're going to see, uh, one of the principles that we're going to find of why we find the Bible to be valuable to us and so important to us is this. It's very first reason why is because we believe the Bible comes from God. Now, would y'all, now you don't have to say this um, because maybe some of you don't agree, but you're going to see from Scripture why we believe this. Look in verse number 16. Let's see what it says there. It says, all Scripture is inspired by who? By God. Okay, so why do we find the Bible to be valuable to us? Because we believe that it is a book that comes from God. Now, if you're a person who likes to read, uh, you, you have a lot of different books that you like to read. Some of you probably have certain genres that you like. You know, I like mysteries, or I like history, I like thrillers, I like nonfiction, whatever it might be. Now, that's one category, but another thing that's important about books that you like to read is you like to know what authors wrote the books. I'm sure some of you have some favorite authors. There are probably some of you, you know that there are authors you don't enjoy reading that much. Now, why do we find the Bible to be valuable? Well, it's because of who the author of the book is. Now, I learned the importance of knowing who the author of a book is when I was in seminary. Uh, believe it or not, I actually, I actually went to seminary. And whenever I was there, I discovered that there are some books that you can look to, some commentaries that you can look to, to get deeper meaning or understand some historical context of, of Scripture to help you write sermons. And one thing our professor told us, he said, as you read these books, understand who the author is. Because there are some good authors and then there are some bad authors. I can give you a real simple example for me. Uh, I love history. And a guy named William Barclay is a great historian for, for Scripture. Incredible historian. I'm, I'm always fascinated when I read his stuff. 
But there's one thing that's interesting to know about this one particular author. He does not believe that Jesus performed any miracles. So you know what that means for me? Whenever I'm preaching on the miracles of Jesus, guess whose books I don't read? Well, I don't read William Barclays because he's a guy who does not believe in the divinity of Jesus. Now, we all know that there are some authors we like, some that we don't. But if you wonder, well, why is the Bible important to Village Church? It's because of who the author is, and the author is God. Now, you might say, well, I thought guys like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote the Bible. Well, they, they were authors of Scripture, but verse number 16 again, it says, all Scripture is, you see the word there? It's inspired by God. That word inspired means God breathed. And so as men were writing scripture, God breathed his words into these men so that they would know what to write. Jeremiah 1.9 says, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Now what does that mean for us today? It means we, we have a belief that the Bible is the word of God. And if the author is anybody else other than God, then guys, let me tell you something. It's not a book that I'm going to be real interested in and having great confidence in because people are fallible. People make mistakes. And if I'm getting my information on how to have forgiveness from God, on how to have a relationship with God, I want to make sure that the information that I am receiving is coming from one who doesn't mess up, who's going to give me good directions. Now, if you follow after something that doesn't give you good information, well, what's going to happen to you? Well, you're going to end up in a place you don't want to be. I, I read this story a couple of weeks ago. I love this story. A lady named Sabine Moreau, uh, she lived in Belgium. She was traveling to Brussels, and she put on her GPS. It was a 90-mile trip. The GPS gave her wrong directions. That 90-mile trip for her turned into a 900-mile drive. She's going to go see a friend. She crossed five international borders. She ended up in Croatia before she decided, man, I think I ought to turn around. Is that crazy? Now, I sit there, and I think I would love to talk to this lady thinking, was there any time when you thought these directions might be wrong? She pulled over on the side of the road a couple of times in order to take a nap. Now, guys, the point is, whenever you get bad information and you follow it, oftentimes you're going to end up in places you never want to be. And so it's important to get your information from the right source, especially whenever you're dealing with matters of your eternity. You want to make sure that the information that you are receiving, that you are getting, is coming from a reliable source. Now, you might say, well, how much of the Bible comes from God? Look in verse 16 again. What's the very first word in verse 16? All. All Scripture is inspired from God. It means that his word is true. Now you might say, well, how can, how can we count on it? Well, Psalm 119 tells us that God's word can keep us from sin. Later on in Psalm 119, it tells us that it is a light unto our path. We're told in the book of Hebrews that God does not lie, that God always tells the truth. Therefore, we can have confidence in what God's word says. And so why does Village Church take the Bible 
or hold the Bible in high esteem because we believe it is God's word that is a light for our path that shows us how to walk in a way that is pleasing to God in a way that will bring life to us. Now, for following anything else that contradicts Scripture, you are going to be settling for much less than what God desires for your life. Now, you can't think, well, man, have you ever read the Bible? I have. You might say, gosh, it's tough. If I decide I'm going to live according to God's word, man, I've discovered it's a whole lot easier to do what I want to do. You know, there are other religions out there that seem a whole lot easier than this one. Well, guys, just because something is easier does not mean that it's better. I mean, if you want easy, listen to what easy can do for you. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction. That's an easy place to get to. And there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life and few find it. Now, the first principle on why Village Church is committed to Scripture is because we, we believe the Bible is from God. But another reason, another principle of why we are committed to Scripture in this church is because we believe the Bible is relevant. Again, if you look in verse 16, it tells us Scripture is inspired by God. And then it says it's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. Now, over the years, there's, been, there's always been a debate about you know, how, how relevant is the Bible. You know, is it relevant for us today? I mean, it was written over a 1,500-year period of time uh, until you know, like the first century. I mean, how is something written that long ago relevant for people in the 21st century? Well, as we look into our Scripture, we're going to see that the Bible is just as relevant for us today as it was for those in Jesus' day. Verse 16 again. It tells us by God's word, it's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness. See that first word? It says God's word is profitable for you. Now I'm going to ask you a question. How profitable has God's word been in your life? Is it profitable for you? Because the only way it's going to be profitable for you is if you pay attention to it. The only way it's going to be profitable to you is if you actually apply it to your life. Now, if you don't apply God's word to your life, if you don't even pay attention to it, then there's really no point in reading it. The word profitable carries with it the idea of sufficiency. And so that lets us know that God's word is sufficient for your life, any area of your life. And yet many people view the Bible as being insufficient. And yet whenever I look at King David, look at the value King David put on God's word. Psalm 19, 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They're altogether righteous. They're more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, in keeping God's word, there is great reward. Now, what are some of the, some of the specifics for the usefulness of God's word? Verse 16 tells us it's useful for teaching. Teaching what? Well, teaching, teaching what God has to say. You see, the Bible is like a guide or a map for us that shows us how to get to God. You ever wonder why we live in a time and in a world where there are so many people who seem confused about how to get to God? You ever wonder why it seems like that, that we just seem so 
distant from God, that there's so many people who struggle in their relationship with God, and we watch the news, we say, how did we get to this place? And I say, here it is. Because we don't know what God's word says. It's not profitable for most people because we don't pay attention to it. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You see, if we don't know what God's word says, then we can't know God's design for our lives. We can't know the plans that he has for us. And to not know scripture leads to destruction. And anything that keeps us from being destroyed, I don't know about you, I find that rather relevant. I want to know more about it. And so it's important for us to to have a knowledge of what God's word says so that we can know what he desires for us. But a lack of a knowledge of God's word, it, it can destroy you. Let me try to give you an example, because you know, I'm sure that there are times when we can think whenever we've, a lack of knowledge has hurt us. Have you ever been in a situation before where you thought, man, I, I just didn't have enough information, and if I'd had more information, things would have gone a lot better? Have y'all ever had that happen to you before? Um, in our church, we have greeters, and you'll see them at the parking lot. They'll be out there. Uh, they're usually, normally the first 845 service, y'all aren't always, uh, they're not always smiling. But the 11 o'clock, man, they, or the 10 o'clock, they really are. I'm just teasing. Uh, so they go out there. They are welcoming people. They hand out bulletins. They show people where to park. If you don't know where to go, they'll, hopefully they'll help you. And I remember telling the greeters a long time ago, I said, the studies say that people will make up their decision about a place they go to within the first 10 seconds, you know, if it's friendly or not. So that means greeters, man, they're important. And so I remember telling the, some of our guys this, and one of our guys, he really, I mean, he wanted to do whatever he could to engage people. And he'd shake their hands, he'd pat them on the back, say, I'm so glad you're here. And he'd try to, try to talk to them to make them feel comfortable. And I've told all this before, but he, I remember he walked up to this one lady, and he was smiling at her, and he said, so when's your baby due? And, which was a great question, except for she wasn't pregnant. And uh, so he was speaking in ignorance. Now, when you speak in ignorance, you find yourself in a bad place, Right? Now, guys, I guarantee you the Bible is relevant. Now, if you don't believe that, then let me ask you a question. Do you find your eternal destination relevant? I mean, do you find knowing how to have forgiveness, do you find that to be something that is relevant? Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says, then you will be saved. It says, for with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So, faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes from the word of Christ. That's why we find scripture to be relevant. I find my eternity to be be of great relevance to me. The Bible says God's word is useful, but it's not useful until you pay attention to it, until you apply it. So so what are the principles of why Village Church is committed to Scripture? The first one is because it comes from God. The second principle is because we believe the Bible is relevant. And then the third principle on why Village Church is committed to Scripture is because we believe the Bible enables us to be godly. The Bible enables us to be godly. Verse 17 says, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. What good is advice if it doesn't bring about any change in our lives? You know, what, what good is advice if it's not good for you? Well, you say, well, it's absolutely, it's not any good at all. It's not worth following. 
You know, and there's some of us, and we've gone through life, and we've experienced not being properly equipped, not being properly prepared. Yeah, I remember a, a number of years ago, I was I was going to I was going to Israel, and I've I've been on several different occasions, and I had some friends going with us, and they asked me. The guy asked me, he said, "What should I wear when I go there?" Which is a bad question. Don't ask me what you ought to wear. And so I was like, "Well, you know, you bring some shorts and pants and short sleeve shirts and a windbreaker." And so he did, and we got over there, and it was, I mean, it was, as far as advice goes, it was pretty good advice. Uh, wasn't, too, wasn't too cold, he made a little bit of a breeze, he was wearing his windbreaker. So it all worked out well, except for when we were traveling home, we spent three days in Munich, Germany. It was the, the coldest winter they'd had there in over 50 years. It was two degrees, there was snow everywhere, and I remember looking back, his, back there's a guy, his name's Don, and Don is wearing a short sleeve shirt, and he has a windbreaker on, and he's trying to figure out how he can get his hands on me so that he can break my neck. Now, guys, when you follow God's word, it will never leave you in the middle of winter with you wearing short sleeve shirts. We are told that God's word will equip you for every good work. It will thoroughly equip you. That word thorough means complete, as in fully equipped, not lacking. The word equipped is from a Greek word that describes a wagon that is fully loaded for a journey. Now back in these days, whenever you went on a trip, you had to make sure that you had enough supplies to completely make it through the entire journey. It's not like you could travel along and say, hey honey, we need to stop at Walmart and pick up a few extra things so that we can complete the journey. I mean, back in these days, there were no Walmarts. And so what does that mean? It means you better be fully supplied to make the entire trip. Well, this is the comparison that Paul is making about Scripture. He says, whenever you take Scripture and you, and you unload it into your life, he says, you are fully equipped to make the entire journey, to get through the entire journey of life. So what does that mean? It means that as you journey through life, when things are going good for you, God's word has you fully equipped. As you are going through life and things are bad for you, there is enough in God's word to sustain you. If you're about to get a promotion, if you're about to lose your job, if you're in great health, if you are on if you're on the doorsteps of death, God's word is sufficient for you. It has words of wisdom and direction and promises from God to let you know that he is all you need. Now I think we'd all agree that having great knowledge and having great intelligence, that, that's, those are great things. But if you ignore the knowledge that you have, we'd say, well, that, that's a person that's foolish. Well, guys, if you have the great wealth of God in your hands, which is the word of God, and yet you don't pay attention to it, I think that we could honestly say that you're a person who could be counted as being foolish. So with that in mind, let me encourage you to do something. Let me encourage you to take time to read God's word. Let me encourage you to take time to examine what Scripture has to say to your life. Why? Because we believe that this is a book that comes from God. It's God's Word. Uh, we believe that this is a book 
that is relevant for life today. We believe that this is a book that will enable you to be godly. So my challenge for you today, read it. Read it. Why? Because who the author is. The author is God. And these words have life in them. So let me encourage you to read it. Now that's why we have our V groups. One of the reasons why it's so that we can gather together as believers and we can look into God's word and just simply see what does he have to say. How does this matter to my life today? Read God's word. For others of you, maybe you look at this and you say, you know what, I would love to be connected to a God who has words of life for me. God's way that you do that is you give yourself to the God of Scripture. And you tell him simply, I trust you, I believe in you, I believe that your word is true, and I will follow you. Now there's some things that are important for us to know. And we're going through this series just as a reminder of what we're about, of what we believe. We saw last week we are committed to community life together. And today we see that we are committed to Scripture. Now we all, don't always do it right, but our guide is perfect. It is the Word of God. Mm-hmm.